Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, I am thrilled to have a corporate social responsibility, ESG, and aspirational business expert join Gut Plus Science to inspire us and equip us with the information and ideas we need to build a meaningful business around our mission and for our people. Introducing my friend, Dora Lutz. Dora, take it away. Hey, everybody. Dora here. If you've ever heard me talk about my history with corporate social responsibility and aspirational businesses and ESG, then you will know that I am really driven to understand exactly why it is that organizations that do good work in their communities generally outperform. I want to know what are the mechanisms that help these organizations increase revenue and decrease costs. If you've ever heard me talk about this, then you know that I have a unique passion for this topic that has driven me to spend years in researching this. And if you've heard me talk about it, you probably also know that a big part of my story has to do with my father. I consider my dad to be the smartest person I know. He earned his MBA at the University of Chicago. He taught project management classes for fun. He has spent his career building revolutionary technologies, and the man owns 17 patents. He's brilliant, and he's curious, and I'm so fortunate because he will take my calls late at night when I'm sitting around trying to really understand why is this working the way that it is. But what's fascinating is not just that we have this shared curiosity, but that we see the world so differently because we were brought up with different concepts of what it meant to be an ethical and effective business leader. My dad went to the University of Chicago back in the early 80s, which means he trained under Milton Friedman. And Milton Friedman, as you probably know, is the father of shareholder value. He is the one who came up with the realization that businesses should only be operating in the interest of the people who have invested in it, its shareholders. And this theory, which ultimately came to be known as shareholder theory, was the prevailing wisdom for generations of business leaders coming out of MBA schools across the country. Now, the reason that shareholder value took root was for a few reasons in my mind. First off, he used some inflammatory language, socialism, that in the 70s and 80s, nobody wanted to even be closely associated with. And so this inflammatory language made it really easy to douse any skepticism or opposing voices. The other thing is, if I'm a business leader and suddenly I learn that the only thing I have to do is manage one group of individuals, my shareholders, and I don't necessarily have to be worrying about my consumers and my customers and my employees and my communities, well, heck, that is way easier. Sign me up. It's true that managing and creating value for our shareholders is critically important to our business. I believe in the importance of shareholder value, but if shareholders become the only thing that we're concerned about, it limits our ability to think creatively about how we are going to innovate to increase revenue and how we are going to build relationships that keep our cost structures down. This concept is now called stakeholder management. So we're not just thinking about our shareholders, we're thinking about all of our stakeholders so that we are creating mutual benefit for everyone. If we're considering only our shareholders, we're missing a huge piece of the puzzle. We're missing the opportunity to create solutions that meet the needs of our employees and increase our ability to recruit and retain 
our number one asset, our workforce. If we're only thinking about shareholders, we're not considering the values and expectations of our consumers, especially as they shift, which means we're limiting our ability to look at new solutions, think about new products, access new markets, and figure out how we generate revenue by bringing good products and services into the world. If we're only thinking about our shareholders, we're not considering the entire ecosystem with which our partners and suppliers operate. It means we're missing the opportunity to think about gaps and the long-term needs that are risks to our supply chain. And if we're only thinking about our shareholders, then we're missing the challenges and strengths that our communities are creating that impact our business. Whether it's our ability to access a long-term workforce, whether it's the infrastructure that we need to run our businesses, or it's simply our ability to operate in a community that wants us there. I think in the 70s, business leaders heard shareholder value and they accidentally heard only shareholder value. When in fact, shareholder value is driven by creating value for all of our stakeholders. It's taken 50 years, but now we see that businesses understand that by considering the needs of all of their stakeholders, they can increase revenue and they can decrease the costs. And the organizations that have been doing this for the last 50 years, they were doing this all along. So this is where ESG is helpful in thinking about the way that our businesses are increasing revenue and decreasing costs. ESG, environmental, social, and governance strategies are simply a framework for us as leaders to think about the impact that we are creating across our ecosystem. It gives us an opportunity to look for advantages and to decrease our risks. So when it comes to social impact or your shareholders or your stakeholders, the reality is we don't have to choose between them. At the end of the day, what benefits one will benefit the other. We just have to be willing to shift our mindset away from the status quo. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.